Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. My name is N.K. Walker Robinson, and I am founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, an experienced technology executive with one of Canada's largest financial institutions, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and a viral sensation as my You Matter speech has hit over 6.5 million views worldwide. This show is all about thriving. And I will be bringing on some amazing humans that own their thrive to help you figure out how you too can own yours. So please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on and make sure to join along on the web at empoweredmyskin.com so you can be notified when new episodes are available. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. I'm back with another episode of Empowered My Skin, the podcast. On today, my guest is a seasoned educator and wellness champion. She is passionate about helping women to arrive at a place of healing through leading each client to own the issues which, with which they have struggled and taking each through practical steps, which will bring them to thrive mind, body, and soul. What I love most about her is that she does focus on the growth mindset. She focuses on being your authentic you and being a heart-driven leader. So you know, she's my type of girl. She's talking my language. So without further ado, put your ears together for the amazing Annie Rousseau. (laughs) I should say she's Maria Elena, aka Emmy. Yes. Yeah, because that's too hard, right? Nobody can get it right. So Emmy is good. I love it. And I feel like we had a podcast interview before before I actually hit record. hundred percent. I'm like, is this it? Because we're chatting a lot. So tell me, um, based on what I don't know about you, but what, what, what can you tell myself and even the guests just about you, the human? Me, the human. Well, I am just a person that is all about love like really it sounds so corny to say that but it's so true and the more that I own it the better I feel because I know it's really my authentic self like just life love is life it's just life there's like nothing else and that's why I think you know I resonated with you because when I heard Chuck I'm like oh that's me as you say like you're speaking (laughs) speaking language you were speaking my language that's why I was drawn to you you know I just really think like it sounds so rose-colored glasses, but there's really nothing that can't be solved with love, you know? And it's, I'm not talking it's all romantic love, no. Yeah. And the other day I did on, uh, on my social media, I talked about how, um, you know, I used to look at those people who would say, oh, I love you all, like to their, you know, IG, to, to TV, to people they've never met. I'm like, who is this fake person? You can't love me. You don't even know me. What are you talking about? <laughs> now I'm like, I'm one of those people now, guys. <laughs> Now I understand they just love humanity and because you're part of humanity, automatically we love you, you know? And it's, it was such a shift, but Mm -hmm. it's so amazing. I feel like the last five years, I really have grown as a person and learned so much about myself by Mm -hmm. going inward and doing that inner work. Mm -hmm. And now I just can't even imagine doing without it like I'm a 5 a.m club girl so I'm up every day and I used to have my power hour now it's like power two hours which I, love. <laughs> I don't know I wish I only started work at noon so I could make it even longer but you know 
I'm a teacher as well. So of course I got to be at work at a decent time. So it's two hours, but it's awesome. I think there's no such thing as like too much inner work and it's nope. never done. It's a no. journey. Yeah, it is. And um, so that's me. Just love. I'm love. It's not, it's not just, it's amazing. It's abundant. Yeah, well, it is full. It is in all a things awesome. Yes. In a nutshell. I get it. But there's just so much to that nutshell. <laughs> and it's not corny. I say it all the time. I don't need to know you to love you. Right. Is that level of unconditional love, just that love for humanity and for people to be able to thrive and figure it out on their own. Right. So I'm big on affirmations. Um, I'm actually moving. I'm in, I'm in the state of declarations now, but what is your, your great, I am. Other than I am love. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I feel like my affirmations, you know, change because I also am kind of shifting from strictly affirmations to a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but I would say that I am the helper. Like I just really thrive off of helping people. Mm -hmm. It is my drug helping people, you know, Mm -hmm. anyway. And I remember somebody asked me that on a first date, what's your superpower? I'm like helping people. (laughs) He's like, in what way? I'm like, any way possible (laughs) you need. And if I can help you, I'm on it, you know? So. And he must've been like, I want you. I want you in my life. Who who do you want? No, that's great. He wasn't the one. He wasn't the one. It's all good. Okay. So, that's okay. Move on, right? That's right. right. He's a great friend. So that's yes. good. Everybody yes. comes in your life for a reason, I think. Yes. And so I talk a lot about legacy and I talk a lot about creating experiences and, and that every experience that we're in matters. This one as well. So listeners are listening. What would you love, maybe it's love, them to get um, by the end of this episode? Oh. Well, you know, I find that a lot of people don't get growth mindset if they're not in the education system. And it's funny because as a teacher, like wherever you are, you think everybody knows all your lingo, right? Mm Because that's what you're surrounded Mm -hmm. by all the time. But I really think I I attended a session from CanFitPro because I know you're into that. Mm -hmm. Well, you're into the weight side of it. I'm into like the fitness instruction (laughs) side of it. But you know, the same world. Yes, yeah. he was talking about activating your growth mindset. And I was like, that is so powerful because Mm -hmm. I've always heard about developing, growing your Mm -hmm. growth mindset, but activating, like it's already really inside you. Yeah. You just have to activate it. So yeah, I would love for people to, you know. Get rid of those cobwebs and then just go after it with the growth. I love it. I love it. So let's do it. So you talked about, you know, the inner work is constantly always alive and well. And so we're in, in a season where inner work hasn't been more necessary than it is, you know, this year, 2020, a perfect vision. So what has your inner work look like and what have you discovered about yourself? So um, what I've most recently, like in the last month, I've added on breath work. So my first, like used to be 20 minutes, but it's longer now. First thing I'll do is breath work and then meditation. And that has really allowed me to go much deeper into meditation. So I've been meditating for, I don't know, year and a half solid probably, but never getting to like a deeper level of meditation. I could always still hear what was going on. I was always still thinking, you know, it was still good. It was still silencing my monkey brain and all of that, but monkey mind, but it wasn't deeper. So the breath work allows me to go deeper, which I love now. 
And then after that, I'll do a gratitude journal in the morning. And after that, I'm either doing some kind of uplifting reading or watching a video or listening to a podcast, something, something feeding my brain uplifting mm-hmm. and then exercise, which for me is usually Zumba because that's what brings me joy is Zumba for exercise. And so that's my, that's my morning routine. That's my kind of inner work, uh, whole, you know, ritual, I guess. Yeah. And then throughout that, I just make sure that every single day I do something that brings me joy every single day. Don't feel it might be five minutes. It might be whatever, but every day I have to make sure there's joy in my day. I love that. What was it today? Other than this podcast time, (laughs) right? (laughs) This is it. It actually was my last period French class where I've been frustrated with technology as we move to like hybrid and online only and you know, they can't do this. They can't do this. Da, 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 all these just glitches or whatever. And this, I thought, oh, I'm not reaching them. I'm not getting enough into them. And this one kid's like, Miss Russo, you know, I just love French now. And I'm learning like before I only knew bonjour. And now I know so many words and you're just the best French teacher ever. And I was like, okay, if they feel like they're learning, I'm yeah. doing something. Oh, now, I like, love that. Oh, that is so awesome. And you know, that's that's an interesting thing. Like from for teachers, right? Like, so typically, you know, you've been a teacher for how long? No. 21 years. 21 years. And so you've always taught, you know, in class and this, any other. You know, what have teachers had to do to be able to still thrive and to be effective in this new hybrid and shift and did you get a lot of support in figuring that out (laughs) i guess not okay so second part of the question answered no support that's not true we have a great tech teacher here i mean techie kind of teacher and he gave us like an hour speed run through some stuff we could do that's it really other than that, it was like, on your own time, if you want to do this, it's here. But no, like training, no, hey, we're providing time. So most teachers are not thriving. Like they're really mm. just hardly keeping above the surface. I'm very, very concerned about the mental health of educators, not just teachers, educators, administrators, anybody like in the education system. I'm sure even custodians, like they've got a crazy workload too, right? Mm. Like the workload has amplified so astronomically in such a short time that it is so overwhelming for most teachers. Uh, most are not thriving. I'm, I would say I'm one of the very few that mm-hmm. I know that are still thriving. And it, it's so, so sad. I actually ended up uh, doing a program for, for um, teachers that I'm going to be running in September, Ed, September, somebody said September yesterday. So now I copied it December for mm-hmm. them and not only for them, but it, they, were, they were my inspiration just yeah. called December stress busters. Cause I was like, oh. there's so much stress right now for teachers. They need something. And unfortunately our boards are not providing it. You know, they'll be like, Oh, don't forget you have your employee assistance program. I'm like, yeah, we've always had that. What else? Like, yeah, we need, yeah, we need something more. Right. So I'm, I'm doing that because I'm lucky that my workload isn't as heavy. And so, Mm -hmm. and I have such a solid foundation in like Mm -hmm. grounding in the inner work that I have that, you know, as well. And I'm like, people need this. So yeah, so no. Well, to anyone that's listening, you know, please take it easy on the teachers because I can't imagine that it's easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, into the areas that I know that you are very 
you know, one you love talking about and you care so much about. So there's something called high functioning depression and anxiety. What is this exactly? So, you know, many people are familiar with clinical depression or anxiety or, you know, whether it's diagnosed or not, everybody can relate to what anxiety is. Mm -hmm. Um, But high functioning depression and anxiety, a lot of people don't think it's a thing or they don't recognize that someone actually is suffering from depression or anxiety because they are high functioning. It really simply means that they're not severely depressed or Mm -hmm. they're not severely anxious. They're on the milder level and they're actually able to maintain a relatively normal, if you want to say, mm-hmm. level of activity. They still go to work. They still do their you know, job. They And well, usually very well. In fact, many people with high functioning depression and anxiety are like overachievers. Mm-hmm, so they make sure mm-hmm. it's still done like perfectly. Um, so they have to deal with perfectionism too, a lot of them. Um, and, you know, they go home, they're with their families or their friends or whatever it is. So then when they like say like, I just feel so depressed, people are like, what are you talking about? Like, you're amazing. You run everything. You're fine. You know? Mm-hmm. So they get this whole kickback yeah. against it. Like, no, yeah. no, no, you're fine. And you're you know, maybe yeah. just having a sad moment. Like inside they're like, nah, I feel like this like every day, mm-hmm. all the time. I just keep going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what and I do you, do you, based on how you've described that, and I'm thinking about the season that we're in, do you believe more people have stepped into that category of high functioning depression, anxiety? Like it sounds like that would be. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's like so on the increase, it's scary. I really think that mental health may kill more people than Than COVID. Yeah, I know. I know. We all need to take care of ourselves and of others. So what practical steps then can someone take to transform their mindset from thinking that, you know, they're not doing enough, right? Which is a lot of times what lands us into those anxious moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think the big key is to prioritize. So mm-hmm. a, a tool that was such a game changer for me from one of my coaches was called the big rocks. And if you Google mm-hmm. big rocks, you can, you know, you can find a big rocks worksheet anywhere, mm-hmm. but it's basically you'll see like in a vase or a container, the, the whole premise is like, if you started, you know, you have tiny little pebbles in your life, then you have like medium sized rocks and you have your big, big rocks. And if you fill the jar or the vase first with the tiny little pebbles, and then you put the medium size, the big rocks are not fitting in. Right. Mm. And that's what a lot of us do. We do like the menial little tasks, like, Oh, I have to get this email checked before tonight. Why? Where, where's the email going? You know, right. I understand there are some urgent emails I'm not saying, but like, you know, people think I've got to get them all done for what, you know, they're still sitting there. I'm a little like that. (laughs) Yeah. go on. It doesn't matter if they're still there versus, you know, whatever your big rocks, that's your priorities, right? So Mm -hmm. if family time is your big Mm -hmm. rock, one of your big Mm -hmm. rocks, put that in the vase first, put it in your schedule first so that, then when you get your medium rocks and you're like, you know, yeah. daily things you have to do, cook, clean, whatever, fine. They still fit in. And then of course the little pebbles all just fill yeah, up the space are left. So prioritizing, once you do that and you really like, again, you got to sit with it and reflect and meditate mm. and ponder. But once you prioritize and you realize this is the most important, or these are the, let's say five most important things in my life. The other things you're like, yeah, well, if these are the five most important that I have, I'm going to do every day because they're most mm-hmm. important to me. 
you're, it's easier to let go of you know, the other stuff, the yeah. other thing. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing I hear, and I'm just taking that up a little bit more, that's where you start to find the time. Because yes. I think it's those little insensate, insensate things that we give priority to that take up an, an enormous amount of time and don't give us joy, don't feed value. And then we feel exhausted and too tired to do the big rock bins, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think you get rid of, I love that. I'm going to check that out, the big rock uh, worksheet. So I loved how you, and I'm very much a creature of habit. So I understand that morning, um, you know, system that you have going, you know, and so can you tell us um, what systems people can, because maybe they can't like start tomorrow, like what you just set up for yourself, but what systems can they set up, you know, just to line their day up for success? What would so, you, yeah. I would say like, start small. I mean, my two hours is, is a huge thing, but it certainly didn't start like that. It didn't even start like an hour. I mean, I became a member of the 5am club, like couple years ago but I'd been doing little things so I think you pick one thing that you think you're going to be most successful with right like if meditation is scary for you don't start with meditation because you're probably not going to succeed you know so if you think like affirmations oh okay that's something I could do or journaling gratitude journal sure I could do a gratitude journal whatever one thing that you think I can I can do that and do it successfully and I'll feel good about it start with that and maybe it's just five minutes a day mm -hmm. so then you know you build up that muscle mm -hmm. of habit mm -hmm. and then of course you tack onto it something else that you want to try and building onto it something you've already felt successful with then you know that's how you build out your ideal routine in the end but but not everybody's ideal routine is going to be two hours like right 20 minutes right is enough right, right. so right. you got to listen to a your lifestyle i mean when I had little kids, I certainly couldn't have done two hours. Now I have teenagers that sleep. That's why I can do two hours. So you can do anything so, till so. so the key is start and then just take small steps. Yes. Build, build as you go, but start. Build steps every single day. Love what, it. What is, Robin Sharma says something about uh, success is built by like small, daily, consistent action. Yeah. 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 I always say it's the small things that make the big fins look so huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so what unique, so let's just, um, actually, I'm going to take us to some of what we were talking about in our pre-show, <laughs> um, but what's your unique approach to letting go of shame and blame of owning your struggles and reaching out for help? Because I know you love playing in that space where you get people to own it, mm -hmm. but it requires releasing. And so yeah. the surrendering <laughs> is, is the biggest key. And I think it's also like, the biggest stumbling block for women, especially, right? I mean, we know that women and men are different and the way that they deal with things is different. Um, and so for women, we do, we hold on to this stigma and shame and blame because we are like told we have to fit in this box. And if we don't fit in this box, it's not right. There must be something wrong with us. And so we, we follow it and like, okay. So to release it, you just have to really like look at it and really, really say, okay, now, logically like does this make any sense like if your friend take if you can take yourself out of the equation if your friend came to you and said oh I'm such a horrible person because I have depression for example let's stick with that example you know like I'm just there must there's something wrong with me I have depression you would say to your friend no 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 it's a chemical imbalance in your brain you actually cannot you know control that there's a chemical imbalance in your brain other than through medication if you know that 
or other things to help, but it's never going away. So no, right? I mean, it's no different than like, I'm diabetic. There's no stigma in I'm diabetic. Like it's a medical condition. Depression mm-hmm. is a medical condition. So why do we feel stigma and shame? So like taking yourself out of it and having that conversation as if you were like, you're talking to your best friend. Mm-hmm. I find that's really helpful because we are all so much harder on ourselves than we are on someone else. So think about like, if my best friend came to me and said this, how would I respond? Yeah. And so now let me have more compassion and grace with myself as well. And I think that that's why positive affirmations, like even just having a practice of constantly talking really well to yourself matters because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I heard, you know, as you were saying, and it's, and it's just like dropped in me in the spirit. It's like, no, you are not your depression. Right. You know, even just, even if it's not about take a look at it and talk to it, like you would talk to your friend, just you're actually not your depression. That's you true. are an amazing, strong, capable individual who has a chemical yep. imbalance, right? So it's detaching. So it sounds like you're saying detach yourself from the situation of the circumstance. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I remember I had a couple of weeks ago, some moment, I forget what happened. I was just overcome with negative, the negative talk in my head about something that I thought I had dealt with. And I went and I grounded on the earth, like literally laid flat down, face down on the earth, which if you know me, I hate the cold. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, it wasn't snowing then at that time, but still. And then I was like, okay, because usually if I start affirmations, it'll help. Didn't help that time. I had to try like three or four different things till I actually felt better. But then I went on and I said to people like, I am a strong woman who still has weak yeah. moments and realizing yeah. that like we can be strong doesn't mean we're not going to have weak moments, you know? And so we can be, we can have depression and it doesn't have to define you. Absolutely. Whatever your issue is, you know, it doesn't define you. Yeah. That's big. And I, and I want to say that because you're talking to two strong, I would say strong, talented women right now. And last week, similar to you or two weeks, maybe two weeks now, it doesn't really matter. I, we're, we're going through performance review work at, performance review time at work. And so that's the time when some other human who's going through whatever they're going through, who has their own perceptions and levels of beliefs are evaluating other humans. <laughs> and then they share their feedback and not everyone's going to like their feedback. And how many of us, me included, became the, became the P3, like became the performance rating, you know? And I'm like, no, I am not my performance rating. <laughs> I am a very capable human being who just got feedback about xyz right so yeah it's very i think it's very empowering when you can actually do that you know i think it's an out-of-body liberating experience so you talked earlier about inner work always getting better but that's life in general and i always say and i'm not sure if you're the same but you say you know find something that makes brings you joy every day i say try and do something that makes that's hard right? That challenges you. Okay. So constantly keeping ourselves challenged. Sounds like you're the same kind of human. So I want to know is that what are you working at excelling at right now? Well, right now I'm working at becoming an even better speaker. Okay. (laughs) And the other thing I'm really working on is like, just also surrender because I've, I've gotten to a certain level with it, but there's more, right? So I'm really working on like, letting go of my anxieties and that kind of thing. And just being like, 
boom, just let it be. Right. And enjoy the present moment. Mm. Yes, yes. Surrender to the present moment. Yes. And if I could just really tell you just in this short little time, you're actually a phenomenal speaker. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really enjoying talking with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge honor for me. <laughs> yeah. No, you are actually pretty phenomenal. So finish the sentence um, before I take us into sort of the end um, um, rapid thrivers. What the world needs now is. <laughs> well, of course, love, sweet love. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> But really, no, I mean, of course, that's the song lyric and it's, but it's so like love, grace and compassion, really like compassion because people have this smaller window of tolerance right now. And so they are reacting in ways that is not like themselves. Mm -hmm. And we have to just recognize this is not, you know, the normal so-and-so talking to me right now and having compassion for others and compassion for ourselves. Yeah, it's not. And what do you think is people's biggest dilemma? This is an extra question because, because what I just, you just want to know why isn't love is, I always say, I don't know if you read the book return to love by Mary oh. Williams. Okay. It's amazing. Right it's return to love by Mary Williams. And then she talks about babies are born into love and we learn fear and Fear is anything that's like jealousy, rage, anger, you know, resentment, unforgiveness, all of those things. So if we're all born into love. Why is it just not innate in us to return back to it? Like what's blocking that? Like what's, I know we're not scientists or, you know, we're, you know, but what would you like? question, right? I think, oh, that is a good one. I would, what's block? I, I think it is fear. Like I think, you know, people sometimes even find, they fear finding love because then yeah. what if they lose yeah. it? Right? And then they get hurt. And... Fear of loss. Is it your fear of whatever? I mean, I had a, a partner say to me, like, you know, you're at this time, like 44 years old, he said, and like, you've been through so much heartbreak and why do you still just love so fully? I'm like, because like, what? why wouldn't I? I mean, love is amazing. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's like, but you've been hurt so many times. I'm like, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I know not everybody shares that because mm-hmm. there is this fear of I'm going to get hurt again, right? Yeah. Um, and and then again, it's not only romantic love. Maybe it was your parents who hurt you. Yeah. Maybe it was your best friend yeah. and you just don't want to get hurt again. So I think mm-hmm. that holds a lot of people back. Yeah. Don't you think? You and I need to get into a lab somewhere and figure out how we, how we develop that concoction that we could just like sprinkle into like yes, girl. the atmosphere and <laughs> in the air just disseminate just disseminate in there let it fall like rain yeah so into our rapid thrivers when you think of someone who inspires you who comes to mind first uh but why like five names just came to say one and like was like that yeah, 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 like their first names all of them five at once but anyways nelson mandela okay. <laughs> i'm pretty excited i'm uh he's he's oh i i my south africa have you been i've not but like i feel like maybe in another life okay. we could talk about that another time but okay. like really 
like Africa is it's in my soul you have this life I don't know we could talk after but I think it's this life I think we just oh I want to be there this life but I feel like in another life maybe I have oh you have been I get it I'm with you I'm with you Mm -hmm. I actually will see his daughter speak next week at an event (gasps) that I'm at yeah I know I know and I'm like okay if I'm that close to her maybe I can get her on my podcast so that's our plan (gasps) for next yeah for next season what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive I think but my morning routine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hello, I know this one, but I don't want to answer for you. Uh-oh. What is a what is a book that helps you with your thrive? This I don't know. Oh, I would say The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Life-changing. Life-changing. Can you give us a little bit of uh... it's all about the magic is gratitude. Okay. And then you really just see it's like 30 days of gratitude practices Mm -hmm. and so it's not long to read every day you know maybe five minutes ten minutes whatever and and it'll give you a different gratitude practice every day Mm. and honestly like some days I'd be like oh my goodness look I already was thinking about this and today's gratitude practice is this or like a lady that talked about it last week I now met her this week yeah and I'm like that's just and there's just magic and you just so the manifestation so you start to manifest just you saw the manifestation yeah. totally yeah. totally yeah and actually apparently i just went on her like new app run the the secret app and she has a new book coming out called is it the ultimate secret or the the biggest secret i don't know something like that like the grandest secret okay. mm-hmm. which just got released two days ago, I guess. So okay. I don't know, but the magic oh, itself. I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm going to put that one on my reading. No, list. you got to get that. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What is a, what is the fuel behind your thrive? Helping people. And what is the one misconception that people have as, of you as they see you in your thrive? Yeah. I, it, one. I think, what? <laughs> well, because I have two. It's like, okay. uh, kind of like polar yep, opposite. We have time. We have time. Give us, two, give, us, you know? give, us give us number one first. It's either like that I'm just really weird because I'm very out there and like, you know, loud and audacious and bold and I'm okay with, I love my weirdness. I tell people like, in my classroom, I tell children, I love mistakes. I get excited about mistakes. So when you make a mistake, I might cheer. weird but for real I'm not making fun of you I think it's awesome because it makes your brain grow way more than just getting an answer so you know my weirdness in that sense of like just being so enthusiastic about stuff kind of freaks people out sometimes I I totally get it nobody understands I you and me that's what I said I don't know what what day were you born I don't know if they split us up what day what's your birthday September 20th. Uh, I'm September 8th. But even oh. that same month. Come there on. There you go. Hey. I don't know. Okay. And, and the other yeah. side, people think I'm like super square. So it's funny. I'm like, okay, I'm weird or I'm square. Like Which nerdy? One? No, just like, yeah, like nerdy. Yeah, nerdy. Really? Yeah. Why? Where does that come out? I don't know. I mean, I'm a rule follower. Okay. Okay. So you don't break the rules. <laughs> I guess they think I'm just, you know, I don't know. You don't like, break the rules. I'm a math geek and like all those things, right? I'm, I'm a math geek. Proud, like proud math geek. So. I, said, I did my- We are each other in another skin. We are. <laughs> I did my BSc in Montreal at Concordia University in mathematics, applied math. 
my life, man. That would be amazing. <laughs> I play the elevate game and I get like, I have the high, like a high EQ with math. I love math. So yeah, I can see that. I can see the squareness a bit. Right. I hide my squareness. Yeah. I'm going to say, looking at you, nobody's calling you square. <laughs> I look a bit square. You, no. yeah. I, I, my husband looks at me sometimes, like he sees my squareness because I'll be in bed and my wind down after I've done my journaling and push ups before I get into my bed is I play Elevate game. And he yeah. says, Why do you play a brain game? I said, Because it actually it turns my brain down. I don't know why it does, but like doing math puzzles and calms you, takes my, yeah, it calms me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until I fall asleep. Yeah. Okay. So where do we find you online? Mostly, like my biggest thing is IG, um, at Transform with Emmy. Actually, if it's IG, Facebook, or LinkedIn, it's all at Transform with Emmy. Or my website is www.trinitytransformations.com. I love that. And just a little bit about Trinity. How long is it? Trinity Transformations? How long has it, have you, since you founded it? A year and a half, I feel like. Yeah. And what's your most proud work? <sighs> My first one-on-one client, because I coach people, uh, my first one-on-one client, literally, she, we had to do, it was for a, a kind of show, I guess you would say. So it was a shorter period. So in six weeks, she just blew through the roof with her goals. Like I couldn't believe she couldn't take a compliment. Like her self-esteem was so that she couldn't take it. So her goal was to be able to take a compliment. And that's a huge shift for people, right? Yeah. And like, everything every week and she says but you're just like you're me where I was and so mm-hmm. I knew like she had three letters of you know I would work with you because I think I can help you with this I would work with, she said she literally read my letter and uh, responded back to the host five minutes later and said oh I want Emmy and the girl's like did you even like how did you do that in five minutes she goes oh I didn't read the other letters like I just know she spoke to me and I was like okay and that was just on paper you know I didn't actually speak to her yet but it's true and just seeing her growth Mm -hmm. is was so incredible in six weeks that Mm -hmm. I feel so honored to have been part of that journey yeah that's beautiful trinity Mm -hmm. transformations I love that and so this podcast is called empowered in my skin you have clearly (laughs) shown that you are empowered in my skin but I want you to verbalize what that actually means to you Well, I think it means, first of all, like accepting yourself for whoever you are, right? Like if you're weird, you're weird. If you're nerdy or you're nerdy, if you're just popular and amazing, then you're popular and amazing. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be like, you know, positive, negative. I mean, even throwing that out, like positive and negative. Yeah, just throw it out, right. Mm -hmm. Full acceptance of like, I am who I am. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I am so blessed and grateful for you. Thank you for, (laughs) thank you for, I feel like I met like Michelle Obama. Like, honestly, (laughs) you're just that amazing. I can't even. And in terms of legacy, in terms of like, just wanting people to love more, to help more, you accomplish that. And I, and I feel that I feel the passion and I love it. Love, grace, and compassion and truth is definitely Emmy Rousseau. So thank you. Thank you. And to anyone that's listening, this is sadly where I need to say, we're out. Bye-bye. Bye. 
So there you have it. I hope you're thriving and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you are listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Billy says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome hanging with you. I'm your girl, and 